It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. A real question people have asked before, several times actually, is what is the most important part of a church's worship? For the most part, the church's worship has referred to what the church does typically on Sunday mornings. To help answer that question, I appreciate a few headings our tradition has given us. Each time the church worships, we gather. And you might wonder why just showing up would be worth acknowledging. Well, think of all the empty churches we hear of these days. Consider everything God's people are doing instead of showing up for worship. Joining the church in worship is a testimony to your love for God. Now, once we gather, we worship God. We declare God's goodness and that God is worthy of all our praise. We do so through song, calls to worship, and prayer. And whatever the form, the priority is praise. The church then hears from God. God speaks when the Bible is read aloud. Then, as preachers preach, we listen for God's word to speak again to each one of us and to all of us. It's during this part of the church's worship we find what's most important. Not the sermon, not even the prayers asking for guidance and open hearts. The high point of our worship is when the scriptures are read. If you've ever read a Bible passage to church, think about one of the things you might say when you finish. This is the word of the Lord. That's powerful. We read what the apostles wrote. We read the Psalms Jesus memorized. The words of God have endured and remain one of the most powerful ways God speaks to us. And whether you're listening to one passage read or several, what matters is you remember the everlasting nature of what you're listening to. And that's the key. You have to listen. Once the words of God have been proclaimed, then the church shifts its purpose. The church responds to what they've heard. We respond with offerings, prayers, or songs of commitment. I used to wonder if this was the high point of our worship, the most important thing we did. Indeed, obedience to what we hear is absolutely important and necessary. What I've learned, though, is often there is a moment outside of the worship gathering when what we hear and the commitments we want to make actually fuse together and create a new heart. Those are the phone calls during the week I love to receive. Every worship gathering I prepare takes this three-phase approach. Now, the reason I thought it important to share this with you today is because it's important to remember that our worship of God matters. When I say that, I'm not referring to the type of worship of God. Lord, forgive us for creating shameful worship wars. And I'm not even suggesting the model I just wrote about. And thankfully, the Holy Spirit isn't bound by what's typed on a bulletin. Actually, what matters most to God is the attitude we bring to worship. If you read Isaiah 66 and the Bible you're using has headings, it probably reads something like the worship God demands. 
What the prophet says is that God is not pleased by our worship services. God isn't looking for how we design our worship. The building doesn't mean more to God. I am all for planning for worship gatherings, but it's most important to prepare what's most important to the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, God says, to the humble and contrite in spirit who trembles at my word. However, your church worships. Remember that what God desires most is for your heart to hear his everlasting word. Stay blessed.